It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Hey, bud. Hey, Zach. How you doing, man? I'm good. How was your weekend? It was pretty great. How was yours? Uh, Good. It was good, man. It was good. So uh, a a lot of stuff went down. Uh, If you're listening, I'm sure you know that. Uh, Info about the schedule. uh, Another Auburn player opting out. Um, We're going to talk about who Auburn's fourth linebacker could be this season uh, following the Chandler Wooten news from Thursday. And obviously the SEC's plan, what we think the SEC's plan going into the season despite um, other stuff happening. And uh, we'll get into all that in just a moment. First, uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. We've been talking about this every week for the past few weeks. But they're, uh, they're, they're supporting and partnering with three restaurants each week. And you can get $10 off your order to each of those three restaurants each week. You can use promo code 10OFF10OFF. Uh, when you're ordering from Mama G's, Kabuki Japanese Steakhouse, and Pokemon in Opelika. Um, I've been wanting to try this Pokemon place. Uh, I've heard people talk good about it. And so uh, Lee and I actually made a plan last night. We're going to have dinner uh, that for dinner one night this week using promo code 10 off. 10OFF to Mama G's, Kabuki Japanese Steakhouse, or Pokemon in Opelika. Or you can uh, use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free, of course. Uh, the great folks at Fetch Me will always take care of you. We got them to deliver uh, some Louis chicken fingers to us uh, on Saturday for lunch. And, of course, they um, you know they give you the estimated time. They nailed it. They're right on the money. And they uh, they do it time and time and time again. So, Fetch Me 20, or excuse me, ZAC20 for your first delivery free in the free Fetch Me app or FetchMeDelivery.com. So, Michael... I wrote this this podcast outline yesterday afternoon, and uh, we were going to start things off with the schedule. We're going to start things off with some of the conversations that swirled around last night. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of big time sources coming out saying, "Hey, talking to folks, they expect everything to be canceled within seventy two hours." <clears throat> I'm still skeptical of it, but that's just me looking at a glass half full. But then also, in response to that, you've seen a lot of high-profile players, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Juba Hubbard, uh, kind of your two favorites to win the Heisman, uh, outside of, I guess, Justin Fields, but saying, hey, they want to play, and kind of uh, Trevor gave a, you know, a several, several tweet-long statement that I thought was pretty great. But um, yeah, a, a lot of speculation on the players wanting to unionize and, you know, uh, hashtag is trending, you know, them standing united. Um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, the logistics seem like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, one of one of the Clemson players, not Justin Fields, said that... Uh, not Trevor Lawrence. He, I'm sorry, not Trevor Lawrence. Said that he and Trevor had... Uh, had gone on a zoom call with representatives from each conference. Uh, I'd love to know the representatives from the sec who was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it is an interesting story. 
it's one that you know a lot of writers you're, you're talking about saying that if they did have a like currently had a union you'd see the season happening and blah 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 i don't know if that part is true obviously a lot of um uh, a lot of these sports leagues are having some problems um getting getting things done either way so it's going to be interesting to watch and see what happens. Um, but logistically, it just seems like an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. The whole pay to play thing and, and all that is just extremely uninteresting to me. Just, you know, either, you know, the powers that be let it happen or not. But we'll see what that looks like over the next, probably next few days. So we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. All right. So first things first Auburn will play Tennessee at home in South Carolina. On the road, the SEC dropped the news midday on Friday, saying they were going to reveal who the extra teams were on each team's schedule, and it would be announced at 5 p.m. on the SEC network. Uh, apparently, they're going to announce the full schedule sometime today, and so uh, obviously if that happens, we will break that down on tomorrow's show. But we've already talked a little bit about Auburn playing South Carolina, because when we did our show, one show last week, we assume that Auburn will be playing South Carolina and Missouri. We got one of those correct. South Carolina went four and eight last year, five and five. Nope, I have five and five in the SEC, but that cannot be correct. Um, but they, uh, I'm looking forward to the Malzahn must champ storylines. I don't think South Carolina is going to be very good in 2020. They did, however, drop a social post saying that uh, Auburn has joined the schedule and it was this video, it was a Smash Brothers parody, and I thought it was incredible. Um, that was kind of the biggest highlight to me of uh, of the news that broke five o'clock on Friday. Yeah, this was this was expected, like you said, um, playing South Carolina. Um, I don't really have. Uh, I think we we covered it pretty well last week. Yeah. Um, like you said, a lot of good storylines. Two good sophomore quarterbacks going right. to be playing each other in that game. So sure, looking forward to it. The other one, of course, Tennessee. Auburn fans uh, are excited about this for a few reasons. I've just kind of obs- uh, ob- observed. Revenge, you know, uh, obviously that embarrassing loss a few years ago. I think a lot of Auburn fans want to play Tennessee more, so renewing that rivalry. And then, you know, obviously, I, I'm going to say this kind of you know, tongue-in-cheek, but a home game that people won't be able to go to. But it, it'd be really fun to see them at Jordan-Hare Stadium again. They, uh, they went 8-5 and five last year, 5-3 and three in the SEC. Uh, they got significantly better last year over the course of the season, and I think this will be a tough game for Auburn, especially if Auburn doesn't get home field advantage. I mean, even when they had home field advantage a few years ago, they found a way to slip up and lose this game. So they're uh, they're a lot better than they were when Auburn played them a few years ago. So uh, I think this is a tough game for Auburn. I don't think this is a very good draw. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and last year you saw, obviously, the – two or three losses to start the season for Tennessee that just their season looked like a disaster. And then I think they rattled off six in a row. Um, credit Jeremy Pruitt. They, they ended up being a pretty good team by season's end. Yeah. They've got Garantano or whatever his name is. who has been there since 1973. Right. And it's, this is going to be a battle. I mean, Tennessee is, I don't want to say a sleeper in the East because it certainly seems like the two teams at the top are significantly better mm-hmm. than everyone else. But I mean, this Tennessee team is not going to be bad. Can I discuss some of my scheduling pet peeves? Can I just do that real quick? 
Yeah, all right. absolutely. All right. I, I'm not going to go through everybody's playing because if you listen to the show, you probably already know that. But everyone was complaining about how easy Georgia and Alabama got it. Alabama got Kentucky at home. They go to Missouri. Georgia got Mississippi State at home. They go to Arkansas. And it bothers me when people complain about this because the top teams can't get scheduled the top teams because they already are the top team. And also... Alabama and Georgia are already playing each other. So, you know, a lot of people saying like, well, you know, I, I'm surprised or I'm not surprised how easy Alabama got. And I'm like, well, who'd you want to give them? Like, who else could they have gotten that would have been difficult? Like, you gave them Kentucky. I think that's a, you know, middle slash upper tier East team. I think the only more difficult opponent you could have given them because they're already playing Tennessee is is Florida. And it's like, okay, they, they're not playing Florida. You know, like that, I guess that stinks if you want to see Alabama have a tougher schedule. And then also the same thing with, with Arkansas. They get Georgia and at Florida. And sure, that stinks. But Arkansas already is really, really bad. They're in the bottom. And so like, it's going to be tougher. Like No matter what, Arkansas and Vanderbilt, since they are the bottom of their divisions, they're going to play teams that are better than them unless they play each other. And I, I, I just I don't like the whole... I, I just did not like the conversation swirling around either of those two situations. What are your thoughts on that? So your pet peeve was people complaining <laughs> about a certain thing. I, I'm just no. I, I, that was a real question because originally when I read the when I read this, I thought that you meant that um, it, your pet peeve was how easy Georgia and Alabama got it, but it's the opposite. It's people complaining about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just okay. don't know what you expected. I mean, then especially when you add the layer of. The SEC protecting its top assets, like it's going to be best for the SEC if it has two premier programs, two undefeated programs, which won't be the case because they play each other, but as close as they possibly can uh, to be playing in Atlanta at the end of the year, uh, COVID or not. And so I, I just, I don't know. It's like you go into a situation knowing you're not going to be happy with it. I just don't, I don't see the benefit in that. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it, it isn't really that surprising. Surprising to me either uh, like you said when you're Alabama and Georgia you're going to get two teams that are worse than you are uh, my main issue with it was that you know reports were coming out that certain schools complained about the teams that they drew and so they redrew it well if you win several national championships I think you have the, the clout to be able to do that you know yeah that that also makes sense um Money talks, and you know, that's kind of yeah. why all this situation is so interesting. With you know, are we going to have college football or not? Hey, shout out! I do out. feel, yeah, I do feel a little bad about Arkansas getting Georgia and Florida. I mean, that's a bummer. I guess, but if they were scheduled, I'm just going to pick two: South Carolina and Kentucky. Like they probably lose both of those games too. Yeah, but they've at least like kind of have a fighting chance in those I mean, games. Maybe, maybe is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, shout out to StonewallStreetwear.com for a, a cool new shirt that I saw this weekend. I absolutely loved it. On the front, it had Auburn and Oxford and Starkville and Tuscaloosa. It lists all the SEC West towns. 
And on the back, it says, we can't all just get along. Uh, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was clever. I thought it was funny. This is a great company. And it's a great shirt. Please check these guys out. Stonewall Streetwear. They are a brand based around Southern college football culture, history, and they mix some satire in there. I love this brand, and I know you will too. I'll put the link to their site in our show description and a link to the specific shirt that I'm talking about in there as well. But you can head to stonewallstreetwear.com to check it out. Please uh, please support these guys. I, uh, I, I really think it could be an, an awesome awesome um, way to promote what they do on the show, and I think it could be a really cool relationship. So, StonewallStreetwear.com. Also, today's show possible by uh, our friends at RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. You can visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Just write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. That is at rockauto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Michael, other news that happened over the weekend. Senior Auburn defensive back Travion Leonard revealed in an Instagram post on Friday after contracting COVID-19, he is opting out of the 2020 season. Leonard is from West Palm Beach, Florida. He was expected to be a backup reserve defensive back this season. Of course, Chandler Wooten announced that he would be opting out this past Thursday. As far as on the field, I don't think Travion... Um, is going. I don't think his absence is going to affect the Tigers' defense a whole lot. Um, he talked about having symptoms and and not wanting to get out of bed and not you know do simple things like washing his face. And um, since he actually had symptoms, that leads me to believe that he was not one of the first three players that tested positive uh, because that report said they were all asymptomatic. So. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it as far as Travion Leonard. Do you think there will be more players that opt out from Auburn? Uh, I, no. No? You think that's well, it? Well, I like to say no, probably. I mean, just statistically speaking, probably. But, I mean, like we saw last night, these guys really, they, they want to play. They don't want... I mean, well, so for starters, a lot of these guys, college football is a stepping stone uh, to try to make it to the NFL. So yeah. they need to play and they want to play. And for a lot of these guys, this is a really big escape for them. And mm-hmm. um, I get it. I, I think most of them want to play. So there's uh, there might be a few guys. Uh, Chandler Wooten's situation. Uh, a couple other guys could have similar situations that they're like, "Ah, just to be safe." Sure. But I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't anticipate. I mean, no, I don't anticipate there being a, a whole lot of guys who opt out. Yeah, the guy I was most worried about, as far as it affecting Auburn on the field, was Seth Williams. But I think you've made the point to me. I don't know if it was on the show or or off mic. But, and other people have as well off Mike saying like, well, you know, he's got a chance to be a first round pick. He needs to play in order to be a first round pick. And I was originally hesitant in that. But yet now I think I agree with you guys in saying that. So I just don't know who else would opt out 
as far as knowing some of these guys' personalities and their desires, you know, to go to the next level. I mean, Auburn just doesn't have a whole lot of guys that are like locks to be early picks this year. I know, I know, some people have said KJ Britt, but he came back. Like he didn't have to come back this year, and he chose to. And I just feel like that would have be that would be all for naught for him to opt out. So I expect him to stay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I am right there with you. You mentioned Chandler Wooten's situation. I want to talk about some of the ripple effect of that. Um, but hey, if you're listening to the show on iTunes, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow. However you were listening, whatever podcast platform you were listening, please leave uh, a review if you were able to. But please, please, please subscribe. That way uh, you never miss an episode right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Duke Scoops, uh, who we've mentioned a few times, he did his kind of weekly um, recruiting news dump on Saturday. I don't know if you looked at any of this, Michael, but he tweeted out um, Saturday night, uh, this is one of the, the later ones that he tweeted, quote, current player intel, if we played tomorrow, the fourth linebacker would be Josh Marsh. Glad to hear he hung in there and stayed down. It's paying off, and he can play. Just ran into some monsters at AU. And Josh Marsh, I mean, I remember when he committed. His commitment count came out of nowhere. He was at Auburn for a camp. And Travis Williams absolutely loved him. A bit undersized. Uh, I meant to look and see what he was listed at on Auburn's updated roster. I'll try to do that while we're talking about him. But yeah, he was doing a uh, he was doing a you know just kind of routine drills at a camp, and his athleticism just kind of jumped off the charts to these uh, to these coaches, specifically T. Will, and specifically his forty time, and they just offered him on the spot, and he accepted on the spot. He, he grew up uh, an Auburn fan, and he wanted to play for Auburn, and I'm glad that he's got a chance to, to kind of crack this rotation. I think that is, uh, that is exciting, and he's going to be a guy that, that flies to the football. I think he's really going to be a fan favorite, assuming he gets on the field. Josh Marsh, oh, sorry, Josh Marsh is listed at 6'2", 219. 6'2", 219. So, yeah, that's going to be a kind of a guy that you expect to be a little bit faster and uh, be able to cover more ground. And that's kind of what they recruited him as. And so um, I remember talking to Benjamin Wolk when we were on the lunch break together and he was telling me, Hey, this could be a guy that they're just going to put in the middle of the field and say, Hey, go run and find the football. Um, I didn't necessarily expect him to be at linebacker, but I think this is great news. I think it's fun. I think it provides a different role than what Chandler Wooten probably would have done. Um, but you know, when you're in that fourth linebacker spot, it's just depth. You know, just finding a way to get on the field and then kind of propelling your uh, playing time to the following year. And so, I mean, if you go into 2021 with a with a Marsh and a Wooten and a Papo that all have experience, that would be uh, that would be awesome in 2021. So, I still think uh, you know, I said this on Friday's show. I still think Octavius Brothers has a shot. I still think Wesley Steiner has a shot, especially Steiner later in the season. As a true freshman, if he gets his feet up under him and kind of learns what Kevin Steele and T. Will want him to do. But, um, yeah, any thoughts on Josh Marsh this season, Michael? 
uh, I, I'm looking at the freshmen more to, to step up and make an impact, like you said. I mean, we've we've heard a lot about those three guys. Cam Riley. Yeah, Cam Riley's another one. Yeah. I Desmond Tisdall. I mean, I, I just looked up the name. And then the, the third one's the guy you just said. Wesley Steiner. Sorry. Um, Wesley Steiner, Cam Riley, and uh, I lost it again. Desmond Tisdall. Wow. They... I'm looking for those three guys, one of them to step up and make an impact. Like, there's a roster spot now. There's playing time out there now. Like, so we've we've seen the the combine numbers from those guys. We've seen how athletic they all are. We've seen how, you know, how highly scouts think of them coming into the season or coming out of their recruitments or whatever. And so, um I'm excited to see those guys compete for the starting spot or the, I guess, the fourth, backup yeah, spot. No, the fourth still spot. Compete right. for the playing time. I mean, I'm, I think those three guys really all have a great shot at it. Uh, all right, and then we'll wrap up with this. Football still being on in the SEC. Despite the MAC canceling its season and other rumors and speculations swirling around college football, the SEC is still on. This is from Auburn Undercover. Quote, If the SEC is on the verge of canceling fall sports because of the COVID-19 pandemic, no such information has been shared with members by presidents or by the SEC office, according to a highly placed source. This is Philip Marshall writing this. Uh, But he is quoting his source saying, quote, that's the reason we moved the start of the season back to September 26th to see what happens when the students come back to school and those kind of things. Why would we do it now? There's no reason. Some people are concerned about whether we'll be able to do it, but we don't have to make that decision yet. The source laughed at the narrative that the MAC decision to cancel fall sports would impact the Power Five. So, like I said, you know, at the top of the show, it's going to be fascinating to see Michael over the last, uh, the next few days, what exactly happens throughout college football. But it's just so odd. I mean, you know, the the. The Power Five schools are scheduled to meet, you know, throughout the week, and it sounds like the Big Ten is most ready to pull the plug, which is so odd to me. They're like, why did they put a schedule out last week with dates? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why? The order of everything has just been so odd to me, and I don't really understand it. And some things I get the argument behind, don't necessarily agree with, but I get the argument behind of, you know, why you handle certain things certain ways. But the timing of all of this and, you know, I don't know, it's, it's just been handled horribly. No matter if you think there should be a season or not, I think we can all agree that, you know, the decision makers in all this, and I do not envy their situation at all, but it just, it has not been smooth. It has not been transparent. It has not been coherent. And I, I just... I don't know what to believe about anything anymore because all of the communication has just been awful. It's been abysmal. And, you know, we'll um, we'll see what happens. You know, all these sources saying over the next 72 hours, and that was yesterday, you know, if we can know by Wednesday, I mean, even though it would stink, it'd kind of be nice to have some clarity. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw this tweet last night. Um, I, I think it's really funny, so I'm going to read it. Uh, this is from Reddit College Football. If the Big Ten sits out fall 2020, a national championship without the most historic power conference will be suspect. They've been in every title game since the BCS started, except in 2020, 19, 18, 17, 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, <laughs> 6, 5, 4, 2, 1, 2000, and 1999. <laughs> 
it would be the most on-brand thing in the world for all the other the other four conferences to cancel and the SEC be like, no, we're going to try this. And then, like, at the end of the season, they do their own playoff. And it's like the top two teams from the East and top two teams from the West. Like, they, they figure out a, a playoff mm-hmm. system there. And then they just, whoever wins it, they claim national champs. Like, that would be the most on brand thing ever. And I'd be okay with it. They would be the national champs. They're the only ones who play. That's true. <laughs> I mean, this is, that's what's going to end up happening. And so I'm, I hope that all the Power Five team schools play. But I don't have very high hopes. I just don't, especially now that, like, uh, just like everything that's happening. Big reports about the Big Ten coming out, and the Pac-12 is soon going to follow suit, and blah, blah, blah. Wild. Maybe the players will just get together and have their own season. Yeah, I don't know. Where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, to cover Auburn's new schedule right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.